You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters Vassard, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Well, good morning, everyone. This is A to the N to the G. You're listening to Your Credit Today. And Happy New Year to all of you friends and fans out there. I know it's been a little while since I've come on these airwaves, but I'm back in effect and it's 2021 and I'm ready to go. And I hope that you are too. Today, I have an amazing two guests, people that are near and dear to my heart. It's my children, or one of them is like my child, but she's actually my sister. And I'm super excited to have them both on the show. My favorite book says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I think it's so important to teach our kids about the things of life. You know, this world is changing so much every single day, every single year, every single 10 years. So I decided to bring on my sister and my son to talk about what they've learned over the last seven weeks that we've been talking about life hacks. I decided that during the pandemic, there were things that my kids They knew instinctively, but wanted to engraft them in them and talk about them in a way that was open and talk about how they feel about each topic and then let them get after it. So today I bring them on here to share with you so that you can be inspired to do the same things with your kids. And it's not only fun to connect, but it's fun to just talk and, you know, see how they grow because every single call that we've had, when we come to the new call, I am just so inspired by what they come back and tell me that they've done. So say good morning, guys. What's good? What's good? Tell me a little bit, guys, what you feel that you, from, from the top level, what you guys feel you learned over the last seven weeks when we were talking about life hacks, like what comes to the top of your mind? Uh, I would say uh, accountability is the first thing that comes to mind. You know, uh, that's one of the bigger, bigger things that has to do with, um, you know, financial prosperity and, you know, credit. I'm, I'm blanking on the word, but credit prosperity too, I guess, like being prosperous in both of those fields, you know, even though they sound like they may be the same thing, they are um, essentially different. You know, accountability when it comes to your finances is about making sure you're saving your money and you're smart with how you're budgeting in it, going into each thing each day, you know, whether it be buying groceries, buying little foods here and there, you're, you're making sure that you're very aware of what you're spending. And so you know what you're putting away, know what you have away and know what you're able to spend. And then accountability in the sense of credit, you know, is being very accountable of what you are spending so you can pay it back and not overspending. So um, that would I would say accountability is one of the biggest things that I uh, made sure that, you know, it kind of drips into every facet of this financial and credit uh, lifestyle, you know, so after that. I would say the thing that I love the most about the seven weeks was how to save our money in the financial ways, uh, which you were talking about creating uh, all the different types of savings funds and, and funds that there were. What was the one that we were talking It's not a mutual fund, uh, is it? Yeah. Hedge? 
it's mutual is the one we are talking about. Yeah, we were talking about mutual funds. We were talking about all kinds of funds, but you guys were to go back and research about them. And we can talk about that in a minute, but I love everything that you learned. So Ariella, what did you learn? I think the biggest thing I learned is like the little decisions that you make now will greatly affect your life, you know, later on. And it's like, you know, even just, you know, buying something like, do you really need it? Or could you put that in a mutual fund or a savings account? And then what we kind of got deep into is like what you can do with that even soon is like when you start, you know, we don't want to rent our whole lives. Like we want to own property, even if it's small. And we all know that this year is going to be the time to do that this year, probably next year too. So it's like, it, it kind of makes you weigh your options. Do I buy this really stupid headband? Or do I put like 30 bucks and like over a few months, see what that accumulates to. And it's just these little tiny things that you don't realize have a huge impact on your life. And then the second thing, but kind of overall, which is just as like, humans and you know people that are growing in life is just the first lesson you ever taught us was about idle time and you know make sure that all of your time is productive and it doesn't mean that you're working the whole time but if like you take time to meditate you know really take that 30 minutes and focus on meditating don't just be watching like seasons of shows on netflix but you know always have productive time if you want to do that you know, take an hour because you're having a bad day and do it. And um, that's still not idle time. But if it's planned and you were teaching us about planning your day and, you know, having lists and um, envisioning these lists by writing them down on paper or, you know, your online calendar, whatever it is, but visualization is such a huge part um, about achieving things. So if you want to, you know, get a credit card or if you want to have $3,000 in savings, have a plan, write it down um, so that you have the steps to visualize. I love it. I love it. Now, um, both of you guys brought up some really, really good things. One of the things I wanted to talk about is, um, and I'm going to call you guys out at, at each at a time, but one of the things that we talked about during the seven weeks was why it's so important to take pride in your work. Because anything that you do has your name stamped on it. So Ariella, I'm going to have you go first and talk about why it's so important to take pride in your work. Oh, it's, it's such an important thing because, well, it goes back to what Jordan said. It, it directly correlates with accountability. So whatever you do, whether it's your credit score, you should be proud to say, you shouldn't be like, what's your credit score? Ooh, like 620. Like, no, I, like we were, we were trying to compete and Justin was over here like, I have a 750. Jordan and I are like 720, but we're so proud of it because we've been working hard at having a good and healthy credit score, but it's with everything. And it, ju it just, it's a part of how you grow and who you are as a person in everything you do, whether it's what you eat, it's your career, it's, you know, your friends, it's your pastimes. It's, it's such a, it's a character. It's almost like a character development as well. And it's just, it's in every part of your life. Very good. Very, very good. Jordan, what would you say about that? I would say that if you're not taking pride in your work, you're, you're only driving yourself into a, you're slowly driving yourself to a depressive state, is what I would say, because you're you're not, not maybe not depressive, but you're not going to be happy. You know, if you're if there's no pride in what you're doing, it's going to be very very hard to find happiness in what you're doing. 
having pride in your work not only is you know being able to show off your things or say this is what I've done here, but it's also a link to how you view yourself. And if you're not being prideful about how you view yourself and what you're putting out there for yourself, you know, nobody's going to really, it's going to be hard. Not nobody will, but it's going to be hard for people to respect you and hard for you to find the respect you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the next thing I want to talk about is about having a plan. And Ariella, if you could talk to us about that. Oh, it's so important to have lifelong plans. I mean, and also what we were talking about was balancing it too. It's like, you know, have realistic, you know, you got to have that balance between realistic plans and like dream plans. You need to have both, but you have lifelong plans. So for me, like I want to have a hotel collection and that's like my lifelong plan, but then you can't get to that without these little, you know, kind of uh, mini plans along the way. So to get there, the first thing I need to do is like sell the company I have now to invest in that. Right. So it's like these little steps, but then to get my company to the place it needs to be to sell, I have to do this. And it's kind of just these little plans. Then what it comes to is daily, daily, weekly, quarterly, annual plans. So it's, um, you kind of, you taught us about having, always having a planner, whether, whether it's on paper, whether it's on your computer, but there are these little steps and big steps. But you can't just say, I'm going to be a basketball star and I have no clue how to get there. But I know I'm going to be a basketball star. It just doesn't work that way. You have to have a plan. You need to have a big plan and you need to have what are the small steps to get there. Very, very good. And Jordan, what would you say about having a plan? I agree with Ariella. Having a plan, you need to, there needs to be a lot of little, little plans along the way based directly into what we've been talking about some of these past weeks, part of that plan or one of those plans could be exactly that fund that I was talking about. Budgeting is also, there There are so many things in finances that all of it kind of comes down to your plan. You know, budgeting itself is just another word for your plan of how you're going to handle your money, you know? So I would say that in what we've been doing these last weeks has almost all been about how we plan to go forward in saving our money and attacking our opportunities in order to uh, build more wealth. Now, let's talk about something else that we talked about, which is, you know, taking care of your body and your things. Mm-hmm. You know, one, uh, Jordan, you grew up in my home. And what was the thing that I was always on you about all the time? Cleaning your room. And what else? Making your bed, cleaning your room. And why did I always say that it was important? Because if you, well, the biggest thing I would say is if you have a clean space, you can have an uncluttered, clear mind is what you you would say. So, well, did you, have you experienced that ever since you've been doing that in your life when I've been telling you, like, do you experience something different when your room is a mess? I mean, let's, let's get to the bottom of it. I would say that it depends, it depends on the person, you know, like, um, uh, there are, I, I do believe that there is a sense of clarity and um, and uh, weightlessness that you get from being in a clean area, you know, but there are, I believe that there are people who thrive in a bit of chaos, you know, like, and I don't, not I my don't family, not okay. my family. You can say that, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is there are people who like, they have a, a system, they have a plan to their chaos that they go through throughout the day, whatever it may be. 
Yeah. Okay. So Ariella, listening. what about you? What would you say uh, you learned about, you know, taking care of your body and taking care of your things? Oh, it's, you know, well, first of all, you are what you eat is huge. And in terms of like how you focus clarity, you always have brain fog. Maybe it's because you have 15 cups of coffee a day. Maybe it's because you're eating so many, you know, carbs that your brain can't function. So one, eating healthy is huge and it directly correlates with your success in life. That's my opinion. Um, two is even with your things, when you organize, it's, I think there's actually science that proves this, which is that your mind can think clearly if you're not surrounded by clutter. And I'm saying this is more not the creative for any type of creative work. Sometimes messes actually work for that. But when I'm, we're talking about like getting things done, when you have like, you know, when you're working um, and you, you have to, you know, do administrative work, whatever it is, you must have cleanliness and organization around you or your mind won't be able to focus and you won't do as good as if you had a messy room. Now, if you're like creating an art piece, we all know messiness works, but for most of us, we need to get things done. And if you're surrounded by mess, it's just, it's going to be harder. And I've personally gone through that by before the new year, taking the time to create a Zen office I had so much clutter because we had just been moving and we downsized and I decided I can't take this anymore. Like I can't do it. So we decided to clean everything out, invested a little bit of money to create, you know, to bring in some plants and to bring in some things that really calm me and relax me. So I'm surrounded by organization and the sense of calm, which then helps me to focus and get my work done because I feel like I'm in a very safe space. When I close my door, I feel very content. I feel in harmony and I feel in balance. So, um, yeah, there's probably studies that, you know, talk about this. We all know feng shui works, so we could get all into that. Absolutely. And just to, you know, piggyback off of that, Ariella, you know, when I talked about, now you're talking about your environment and the things that are around you. And, you know, you know me, I'm crazy. Like I don't like dishes in the sink. I'm really big about having my house clean. And I've always told all of you guys that it really helps to keep my mind clear and it helps me to be productive and successful. And what I hear you saying is that that has, you're experiencing that right now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a total game changer. I feel more motivated to work too, because I get kind of excited to go to my office. Because again, it's that safe space. I, the, the plants also bring in oxygen as well that help me breathe better. And it's just, I get like kind of excited to start the day now. Awesome. And then let's talk about, and Ariella, you keep going and then Jordan will come to you. The thing that I talked about when I said, you know, taking care of your things, you know, taking care of your car, taking care of your glasses, if you have them or your contact lenses or your jewelry or your watch or your shoes, things of that nature. You know, it's really important that we take care of the things that we've been entrusted with. And I want you to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, that's so important. I, I haven't always done that. I'm guilty of just like leaving messes, not taking care of my things, but it's actually something that is with our subconscious mind. When we do that, it's kind of like taking care of plants and seeing them grow again, taking care of the things that we're entrusted with. It's, it's such an important part as people to do that. Like we take care of our children. We take, and we also need to take care of ourselves, which 
most of us are guilty of not doing. We have to take care of ourselves before we can take care of other people. We have to have compassion for ourselves before we can have compassion for other people. And and it's just such an important part of life and as we grow. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan, what would you say about that? What have you learned about, you know, taking care of your things and why I've always been on you about that your whole entire life? You know, you know, if I would go in your car and it wouldn't be spotless, I'd come back and be like, why is your car a mess? And you'd be like, mom, there's a cup in the cup holder. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how it always is. But it's with a purpose. Now you see it, it right? It is. It is because it comes down to uh, comes down to like everything, even kind of like my clothes and stuff like that. Everything that I kind of buy, especially things that I've bought with my own money, I will be honest in saying that growing up, you know, maybe sometimes the things that I was gifted uh, by my parents, uh, like you and dad, sometimes I wasn't always the best about taking care of them. But as I got older and you kept instilling those ideas of taking care of the things you own, to the best of your ability, as I got older and got more and started using my own money to buy things, I started to appreciate the art of taking care of my things, you know, um, because it is kind of like a uh, some people can look at cleaning as a task, but really you should look at it as an opportunity to make you and your property the best it can be. So Ooh, I like that. So, yeah. So like I said, it even for me, it's trickled all the way down to like my clothes even and my kind of more insignificant things that I uh, that I really take pride in taking care of. That's why sometimes I'll be in the restroom. I'll be cleaning my shoes with a toothbrush. You know, I, uh, I and like you said, even things like making your bed and cleaning your room. You know, I, I wash my sheets almost like every week now. Yeah, it's uh, taking care of your things is the best way to be prosperous in like all facets of your life. So yeah, it's about being meticulous. Exactly. Now and, the, and it doesn't even have to be meticulous, you know, like, cause meticulous would mean that it's almost like a task and like small things each way. I mean, it could be, it could be, uh, it could be just one day out of the week, a couple hours. And right. Good, if you keep you know? it up, if you keep yeah. it up, you know, exactly. And that's, uh, and that's what you've seen your whole entire life in this house is that dad and I are nuts about clean. It's not just me. Your dad's the same way. And, you know, we've always been like that. So it's, yeah. it's engrafted inside of you. Now let's talk about this, this last thing here before we go. And we talked about investing in yourself you know, reading inspiration, getting a real mentor, you know, watching inspiring people to fill your mind constantly with the things that you want to see in life, looking to, you know, invest in small stocks, like we talked about putting money into a mutual fund, and, you know, making sure that you're paving the way towards success. So Ariella, what would you say that you have learned from that piece of the life hacks training? Oh, I love that. Um, And it really kind of correlates with where I am in my journey in life, which started at the end of last summer where I kind of realized I don't want to live this kind of life. And it had nothing to do with my career, but it actually directly impacted it, which was when you're not working, what are you doing? Right. And I realized I didn't like what I was doing when I wasn't working. And I really changed my path in life and started finding things I was really passionate about. Because when you do that, it actually empowers your career. 
subconsciously it does. If you're only about work and you don't take time to get inspired, to surround yourself with people who are like-minded, who can be the support system with you, guess what? I can promise you, you will burn out, which is what happened to me. I burnt out so badly. I would get to my desk and I literally, I could not work. I couldn't even type something. And um, it's been such a life changer to take my, the time that any free time I have and focusing on things that inspire me on people that inspire me, whatever I'm doing, it's really about, you know, there's like this greater goal about happiness and it sounds so fluffy, but it's such a big part of you growing as a person in all aspects of your life. And yeah, I've been kind of doing this cleanse as well as of the people I surround myself with any things that I'm doing, if it's not bettering me, I'm just going to push it, you know, I'm, I'm going to put it to the side. If it's a person that's not, you know, that I'm always exhausted after I see, I, I'm just, I'll be there for them, but it's to the side because I need to have self-love for myself. And that's one of the biggest things I learned. And yeah, inspiration is so big. It's so important, especially if you have a really tough um, career path as well, or if you're lost, it's such an amazing way to find that motivation back. And really, it's a, it's so good for the mind and the heart and the soul as well to always stay inspired, even if it doesn't directly inter, if it, even if it's directly not about your career and making money. It doesn't matter if that's what you want to focus on. That's fine. For me, it's not that. I, I'm really focusing on yoga and meditation, and that's where I found this solace that empowers me to continue in my career. So like I was saying before, they're completely intertwined with each other, and I've, I've seen my life do this like 180, and I'm happier when I wake up. I'm not as exhausted. Um, I feel enlightened in a way as well. It, it's been really beautiful, and I can, I can see myself enjoying my job a lot more too as a result. That's incredible. I love everything that you're talking about. And so basically what you're saying is through being able to invest in yourself, you see how important it is as investing in yourself as a part of that, the investing in, you know, the natural in the world, so to speak, and in your position with your money is is just as important. You are sort of bringing a meditation to it when you are focusing on the right path when it comes to it, correct? Exactly, exactly. And it's been less stress. I've had a lot less stress, even though my job has gotten more stressful. It's how you react to it. And I've been able to see a clear path. So if I have something really bad that happens, I can actually see a clear path, not freak out about it. I know what to do. And, you know, you flow with life, you know, whatever, whatever is going to happen in your life, you need, you know, accept, accept the journey and know that life isn't perfect and you're going to have obstacles and hurdles. But if you have this clear um, and balanced mind, you'll be able to get through it and not only get through it, but get through it gracefully. And that's the beauty of it. I love it. I love it. So now Jordan, um, you know, you following that, what would you say with respect to that topic? Okay. So, uh, investing in myself, I would say I have, I yet to fully, fully do that. I still need to find a mentor. I've invested in myself in the sense I've done it mentally and I know what I want to do. I've got, I've uh, ingested 
many forms of like media to help me do what I want to do and help me because uh, I haven't said it yet, but I want to be a storyteller, a writer, you know? So for me, in, in order for me to like put out the best stories and things that I want to write, I have to take in as many different stories as from different places as possible. That's why I say I, I don't think I've fully reached that level of complete investment yet. But in the sense of doing it mentally, I'm, I'm in a comfortable place that I'm constantly coming up with like story content and I've been writing well, a hang lot. Hang on, you're being a little humble. Haven't you done something already that is talking about our topic right now, investing in yourself? What have you done already? Yes, I've, I've written a book, but that, that's where I was going to say in the sense that I physically invested in myself. You know, like I, I haven't uh, necessarily, I mean, I put the time in, you know, that's, I guess that's a physical, a physical, uh, a physical facet to investment. You know, I've definitely put the physical time in. I need to put, you know, the money into it. That's where I, I guess I was saying I haven't put the physical into it yet. You know, well, um, investing in yourself, we were talking about it in two different facets. A, just like what Ariella was talking about, how she's taken the time to invest in her body and her spiritual wellness has helped her become better in investing in the natural world and understanding how that flow works. Yeah. And I think I, think I need to do something kind of like uh, what she was saying. It's an investment that's kind of disconnected from what you're trying to do. In, in the sense that like, you know, she's gone and she's found yoga and uh, some of these spiritual connections that have allowed her to come to more peace. And that's and that peaceful place is what has allowed her to be uh, the better person that she wants to be. So uh, I think I need to also follow in those footsteps and kind of find something a little more uh, disconnected. That's also an investment in myself. Okay, great. Well, the last question that I want to ask you both is how was it? Because, you know, when we're growing up as kids, you know, when our parents are talking to us or, you know, in Ariella's case, you know, your siblings are talking to you. It's kind of like wah, 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 wah. And you really aren't listening. So Jordan, what would you say was different about this time that you really were invested in listening to what it was that I was talking about? What, what happened? to, you know, make that transition or to make that deposit? I think honestly, because it, it may have to also do with me being moved out and stuff like that and being more dependent on myself. But I've, all, I've had this bad habit my whole life and I'm sure every kid does with their parents. You know, they hear their parents talk about something and they're like, oh yeah, I get it. I get it. Whatever, dude, I, I understand. And then you don't really understand because you just didn't want your parents to talk to you any longer about that topic. And then you go out into the world and you experience that exact thing that your parent was talking about, but you didn't realize it until after it happened. And what your parent was trying to get you to understand before you were like, oh, whatever I understand was to notice that that thing that happened to you before it even happens, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So... I, I would like to, what I would say is the difference between then and now is that I understand that that's where you guys are coming from. So it's not like a, oh, okay, yeah, just get out of my face. I heard what you were saying. It's a, oh, okay, that's what you're talking about. Now I'm going to go into the world and, oh, there's that thing that you, that you brought up to me the other day and told me to watch out for. Now I can either sidestep that, overcome it, or take advantage of it.
And how important would you say to the the kids out there, the young adults out there in the world, it is to listen to your parents when they're trying to impart wisdom to you? I would say it's huge, you know, because I will say not every child is as blessed as as myself in the sense that they've got these parents who are very, very knowledgeable about not just the world, but like their craft that they're working in, like finances that we're talking about right now. Even if you feel that they may be wrong, you know, even if that that your parent is wrong, they have years and years of experience that it's really, really dumb to just let what they say go in one ear out the other without kind of extrapolating and maybe trying to make sense of what they say. Considering what they're saying, right? Exactly. And considering what that's a better way of simpler way of saying it, you know, consider what they say and, and use it to the best of your ability. Even if that doesn't mean doing exactly what they say, still using it to add to your knowledge, not just letting it go away. Awesome. Awesome. Ariella, what would you like to say about that? Yeah, I mean, it's hard as definitely as a teenager to listen to your parents. So I actually say start earlier before they're a teenager, because when you're a teenager, you're just like, oh, like, whatever my parents say, I like, you just don't believe it. You just, it's your like rebel years. But I think what's different now is that like life has hit us hard um, in different ways. And it's kind of just like we realize it's, we're an adult hashtag adulting and um gotta pay your bills and you know credit card isn't free money and like someone's gotta pay it and now your parents aren't paying for it anymore and you're like ah shit like (laughs) like i i only got five dollars in the bank which has totally happened to me like i moved to new york I literally came home because I ran out of money, literally. So it's now it's just different because we're, we've experienced a lot more and now we resonate with it. And it's also that relationship with your parents. Like I think we're all, or siblings, like you're like half mom, half sister, where you kind of, you, you kind of exit more of the parent role and you become a mentor and a friend. And I think that's kind of what's happening too, is this transition. And that's why I think that we're also really taking in what you're telling us too, is because it is this transition role where you're a parent and you're kind of like more telling us what to do. And now I feel like you're more our mentor and our friend who's just there for us unconditionally and will love us unconditionally. So I think our relationship has changed a bit too. So I think it's kind of a mixture of both. I love it. I love it. Well, friends and fans out there, you've heard it here first about how to train up a child, even though they're not children, they are young adults. Uh, Come back and see us again. We're going to have another one of these round tables because we're missing our third amigo, Justin Bassard, um, because he is hiking and taking care of his body with his, uh, I think, well, we're not going to speak that. (laughs) Anyways, guys, thank you so much for showing up. Hey, by the way, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, hit that subscribe button. Tell all your friends and family about the amazing tips and information that you're learning from this voice here, A to the N to the G. We'll see you next time. Bye.